0: Hey Zabe here from my bookie, the official sports book of the Zabe Cast. Real payouts, real customer service, absolutely rock solid place to get your sweet action on when it comes to sports. What a glorious time we're in right now! NFL is going, college football is going, about to add in the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Baseball playoffs are here every single night. There is no shortage of games to watch or bet on, and you need to get on with my bookie. Whatever it is you like to bet. Lay low and then, wham, hit him with a big sh- right hook of a bet. Or maybe just dabble or have a little bit here, a little bit there. Do it from your phone. It's so convenient. Play some parlays, underdog parlays. Make meaningless games meaningful for you by putting a little something, something on it. And go to mybookie.com to do it. When you sign up, use the promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo, to claim a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to a thousand bucks. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start in your winning season. Read the rules and regulations so you understand how the bonus payout works, and you're on your way. Promo code ZABE to claim that bonus when you make your deposit. Stacked UFC cards, the Masters coming up, presidential prop bets. Oh, it is sweet action all over the place. MyBookie.com, the official and reputable and rock solid sports book of this, the ZABEcast.
1: Today on the Zabecast, Week
0: Seven in the NFL was a doozy as the plot thickens. I took the mobile strike studio to Philly this weekend and lured in Philly-born and bred Harry Mays. We talked Carson Wentz and a whole lot more. All that today plus Thanksgiving is canceled at least in California. Your high test not street legal. Thirty minute dose of pure me is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Here we go. Monday, October 26th, 2020. Welcome back, Big Ten. We missed you. What a game. Penn State falls to Indiana. They
1: give it to Devin Ford. He shoots through the hole to the 10, to the 5. Waits at the goal line. Touchdown, Penn State. And the Nittany Lions now an extra play for making it an 8-point game. I think James Franklin wanted him to go down.
0: Exactly. They wanted him to go into the end zone for the Touchdown.
1: Back steps up, opening rolls near side, goes in the corner, dies in the corner. He didn't get there. No, they say he did. They say he hit the pylon, and Indiana wins. After review, the rolling on the field stands touchdown.
0: And there it was. It sounded like a full stadium. Uh, it was mostly empty, of course, but those were the cheers coming from the players on the sideline. What a day! What an upset! And what a moment for Indiana. This is what pure joy sounds like.
1: It's a special thing, guys. You guys I told you guys are a special group. I've said
2: it.
0: Absolutely phenomenal. I am such a mark, a sucker for that. Michael Penix Jr., P-E-N-I-X Jr. Anyone for Penix? A 75-yard drive down eight after Penn State and poor Devin Ford running back. Do I say poor Devin Ford or do I say you idiot? James Franklin said that they had worked on that. They had talked on that situation. It's amazing that it happened with Todd Gurley and the Falcons two times. One weekend, a running back is in the clear, about to score his team leading, and they don't want to score because they want to bleed the clock down to zero and kick a chip shot field goal. And they fall. Both guys fall into the end zone. They realize it too late. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, you tricked me. Do you feel bad for Devin Ford, or is that just another mental error? Kudos to head coach Tom Allen. Kudos to the players. You watch that clip. You hear that clip of those young men saying, I love you, coach. And then the raucous celebration where Tom Allen surfs on the players themselves. Probably a COVID violation. And you think to yourself, I think to myself, many people think to themselves, thank God we're playing football in the fall. In the Big Ten. It would not have been the same in the winter. Who knows if they could have even stood up this phony-ass fake winter schedule. In bubbles, in certain cities, yada yada. This was a moment that will live for a lifetime for these young men. And to think a day like that was considered the darkest day. Oh, The darkest day in Big Ten history for some pundits paid way too much money to write a bunch of hand-wringing drivel in newspapers that are dying. But not dying fast enough. They're not dying and they're not taking her job with her fast enough. And you know who it was that said the Big Ten deciding to play football was the darkest day in Big Ten history. Ohio State destroyed Nebraska. Graham Mertz looked phenomenal. For the Badgers who took it to Illinois and now, late Sunday, positive COVID test. Unless he tests negative in the coming days, multiple times, he is looking at a 21 day quarantine. 21 days, that's three games. That's that's it. I mean, that's, I don't want to say that, you know, number, I don't want to say that Wisconsin can't win any of those three games, but I mean, come on. They're already down, you know, Jack Cohn already got hurt, and now this, wow. I got to believe that the powers that be in Madison, Wisconsin, are going to find a lab that uses a very friendly, low, low, low threshold of cycles to get him testing negative. In a couple days, we'll see. We'll just see. It just is, What a, what a what a twist, what a turn. Good to have the Big Ten back. Ohio State looks dominant. They are 10-point favorites, only 10-point favorites against Penn State next week. Who knows if that's enough? Does Penn State have a bounce? Does Penn State overcome that rusty first game against Indiana? Is Indiana sneaky good? See, this is all part of you got no cupcakes to warm up on. You're thrown right into the league schedule to see whether or not you can sink or swim. What a day for Indiana. In the NFL, the Packers improved to 5-1. and one. Big bounce back against Houston. It was like a long game of pitch and catch for Rodgers and Adams. I mean, seriously. Do you even play defense, bro? Rodgers, four touchdowns, no picks, almost 300 yards, 23 of 34. Uh, got touchdowns as well to Sternberger and Malik Taylor, as well as to Devontae Adams, who had two of them. 196 yards for Devontae. That's a new personal record. With the Packers. 35-20 your final score there. And after the game. Uh, Jamal Williams first of all. <laughs> I love this Jamal Williams bite. Jamal Williams filling in uh, for Adams. And he did great. Got his helmet ripped off on one play. Not ripped off. He got it popped off. Like a like a champagne court. Poop! And uh, he said what? After the game. I love this bite. Hold on a second. Here we go. This, <laughs> this was Jamal Williams after the game and the win. What's up? What's
1: happening, y'all? Just won a game, you know I me, mean? Heading out of Houston with a dub. About to go yeah. back. Silver minute. Ready for next week, baby. Let's keep it going.
0: I said Adams. I met uh, Jones. Uh, Aaron Jones out with an injury. Bakhtiari out with a chest injury. And yet the Packers absolutely rolled. <laughs> I'm out for a minute. What's
1: happening, y'all? y'all? Just won a game, you know what I mean? Heading out of Houston with a dub. Duh. About to go back. Silver minute. Ready for next week, baby. Let's keep it going.
0: (laughs) Meanwhile, the Texans proved that their win last week was a dead cat bounce, meaning a dead cat thrown off the top of a building will bounce, but just once. And afterwards, J.J. Watt, J.J. Watt, was not very happy.
1: Compare it to the ways you'd seen him play earlier when you guys played against him. He played very well today. What did he do that made him play well? Threw the ball to the receivers and they
0: caught it. Wow. On the one hand, you go, don't be a dick, man. I know you're not having a good season. You're unhappy about things, but don't be a dick. On the other hand, I mean, listen to the questioner. I think that's my friend John McLean. who's a nice guy, but I mean, he. you listen to this, and if you didn't know sports, you'd say, who are they hiring to ask these dumb, broad questions? How did he look compared to before? you got to be a bit more specific.
1: Compare it to the ways you'd seen him play earlier when you guys played against him.
0: He played very well today.
1: What did he do that that made him play well? Threw
0: the ball to the receivers and they caught. I don't know. I think uh, J.J. Watt is doing some damage to his reputation here. you got to be a bit more of a pro. Don't be such a bitch about things, okay? Football's tough. Sometimes teams go into downward slumps. Deal with it. Packers now sail into gentle waters. They've got the Vikings who are in dismantle mode at home this coming week. They're at San Francisco who has reconstituted themselves as they destroyed the Patriots. Oh, oh, that's right. The lock was a winner again. 7-0 and for the lock of the week. If you just want to win one game, And you want to not worry about winning a lot of games to maybe go, you know, six and four or three and one or whatever. Just stick with me. I can lose seven and oh with my lock of the week. And it was an easy lock. It was over so quick. Cam Newton, by the way, shot. Where are all the people saying, oh, I can't believe all these teams passed on Cam Newton. That was so like week two. NFL changes, keep up. So the Vikings next at San Francisco. That's now a tough game again. Although uh, that kid Wilson, their running back, got hurt in this game for the Niners. They just keep losing guys left and right. Jacksonville, who stinks at home in early November. There might be, although I don't know, fans in the stands at Lambeau for Jacksonville. Can they keep all fans out of the stands in Green Bay? for another three weeks, if they're winning and cruising like this. That's going to be interesting. Then at Indianapolis, then the Bears at home, the first of a couple of games. Maybe the Bears game is when the fans come back to Lambeau Field. That's later in November. That's, the, that's after Thanksgiving. Bears, Eagles, Lions, Panthers, Titans. Uh, and then at the Bears to end the year. My updated prediction for the pack 13 and 3. 13 and 3. I think they're going to lose once to the Bears, either here or there. And then tight. What do you mean here? Either at home or in Chicago. And then Titans or Niners, one of the two. So I'm calling that 13 and 3. Worst case, I see 11 and 5. Speaking of worst case, let's turn to the Washington football team and the Cowboys. The Wolf destroyed Dallas twenty-five to three, and it wasn't even that close. Hell, uh, the Wolfskins had a fourth and goal at the one-inch line, and they got stoned on the play. Uh, they then scored a safety afterwards; it could have been a touchdown. Then they basically shut it down for the day because once Andy Dalton went out—more on that in a second—the Cowboys were really overwhelmed. Big hits in this game included Cole Holcomb debuckling Emmett, excuse me, debuckling Zeke Elliott when he was in pass protection. Somebody tweeted me, yeah, feed me. You just got blown up, knocked the spoon right out of his mouth. And I'm like, the bowl, the porridge, the spoon, everything went flying. And then John Bostick just flat out destroyed Andrew Andy Dalton as he was sliding uh, and supposedly giving himself up. A missile hit, shoulder right to the head, Kaboom, kabang, concussion, see you later. Kicked out of the game, he is likely to be fined seriously, may face a suspension. That kind of hit, you just, you can't, you can't do that. Meanwhile, do you get the feeling that Mike McCarthy might get fired this year? From Albert Breer, he tweeted, Jerry Jones, for whatever reason, as a rep for an itchy trigger finger, but the opposite is actually true. Only one coach he has hired didn't make it to at least three seasons, and that was 20 years ago. Can you guess who it is? I'll give you a second. Chan Gailey. Patience might be tested now, though. Also after the game, McCarthy was not happy with his team, not responding to the hit on Andy Dalton. He said the lack of response was not expected. Not a single Cowboy started a scuffle, even exchanged words with Bostic after the hit on Dalton. This is the mirror image. Not that the Cowboys hate Dalton. They're just checked out mentally. But it's the mirror image to when Ebenezer Ecubon dragged Jeff George of the Redskins like a rag doll in Dallas after a sack, and not a single Redskin bothered to lift him up. Not a single Redskin bothered to go, hey, stop dragging my quarterback. In fact, I think a couple of them said, are you, you done dragging him? You can drag, drag him a little bit more if you want. We're, we really don't care. Said McCarthy, we speak all the time about playing for one another, protecting one another. It definitely was not the response you would expect. Here's one thing about Mike McCarthy that you can't say. You can't say he doesn't do his research.
1: Thanks so much, Aditi. You know, this week, Mike McCarthy was saying there's research that shows that once a team gets to four division wins, it's likelier to win the division. But he and Ron Rivera know that in this NFC East, anything can happen. Let's go to New Orleans.
0: (laughs) What in the living fuck does that even mean? Once you get, I've done my research, once a team gets to four, four wins, they're more likely to win the division. As a Opposed to what? Teams that never make it to four? Wouldn't the best teams who would have normally won the division anyway start out hotter and thus get to four wins quicker than everybody? I'm just thinking crazy now, but McCarthy's done the research on that. Next week on Sunday Night Football, it's Ben Danucci, it looks like. The kid out of James Madison who looked completely overwhelmed. And two and five Dallas against two, four, and one Philadelphia. Another order of Dallas and Philly on Sunday or Monday night football. Dallas was on Monday night football last week. Carson Wentz and Philly was on Thursday night football this past week. God, the networks over order, in my opinion, the big markets in the NFC East. And I know why they do it. New York, Philadelphia. Dallas, Washington, but man, they should opt out of some of these games. They should flex out of them if you can. Uh, Danucci said after the game, "I think the biggest thing is guys are just bigger than what I'm used to coming from James Madison. You don't really see guys like Chase Young every day. <laughs> no shit. Ben Danucci looked like a looked like some guy who is a really good flag football player, and you're like, all right, uh, get in there, uh, Danucci." See what you can do. He looked small. He looked overwhelmed. Falcons find a way to lose. Oh my God. That was the play. Todd Gurley tries to curl up on the one and then can't do it. Falls in. They were down 16 to 14. They had about a minute and so left in the game. They just wanted to bleed the clock, kick a pooch field goal win 17-16, be done with it. And yet they scored. They're still up eight though and there's not a lot of time. There's Well under a minute left. Next thing you know, Matthew Stafford and the Lions come charging down the field. And on the last play of the game, it's Stafford to uh, TJ Hawkinson to tie the game at 22-22. And then, on sportsmanlike conduct, made it a 48-yard extra point. And Matt Prater drilled it. Brown stunned the Bengals to go five and two. Odell Beckham might have blown out his knee. We'll see what the MRI says today on Monday. Baker Mayfield on the game winning drive threw a couple of absolute dimes. You got to give him credit for that. And then of course afterwards, the extra point missed, which caused a push in the line, which was Cleveland minus three. Guess who is the kicker? Cody Parkey. What's Cody Barkey known for Cody Parkey known for? Missing the double doink for the Bears in the playoffs against the Eagles. Who's a big Bear fan? Big Cat, Barstool, who had money on the Browns? You figured it out. Here's the rest. Browns minus three. They just scored a touchdown. And Cody fucking Parky missed the extra point to cover the fucking <laughs> spread, you fucking bitch. Browns minus three. Uh, that's like the Sopranos bite. Nobody misses the extra point. No, I'm ruined. With your head, note over it. That was, of course, when the extra point was much shorter. All right, and then we've got the World Series. God, this is going to be a long podcast today. I already see I'm 17 minutes in. I hope you don't mind it being a little bit long. It's going to be about an hour when it's all said and done because I got a good 30 minutes with uh, my man, Harry Mays, and I want to talk about this Thanksgiving ridiculousness from California. But the Major League Baseball World Series was fantastic on Saturday night. Unfortunately some of us, maybe many of us on the East Coast, were not awake to see it. Seager, a little flare, shallow left, Dodgers back on top. Another two-out run scoring here in the eighth. Jansen, that is into center
1: field. Here comes Kiermaier. Phillips has tied the game. A Rollers Arena count. But the ball gets away. Tampa Bay wins it. Brent Phillips,
0: game four, hero. Brent Phillips, the hero, a nothing-hitting utility backup infielder uh, who was added to the roster this year and kept on the postseason roster. When he came over from Kansas City in late August for a minor leaguer, he was hitting a buck fifty. The Rays left him. Off the roster for the ALCS, but then he turned himself into a fake coach writing slogans on the whiteboard in the clubhouse designed not as instructions, but to just lighten the mood. When he got to the plate with Kiermaier on, with the tying run on second, a Rosa Arena was the winning run at first. And he had taken all of five hacks in the batting cage underneath as a warm up. He said he couldn't even remember when he had his last hit. Still, there he was, two outs, two strikes, facing an $80 million closer. And he hits just enough of a flare into right field. And then the play that ended the game was nuts in that Taylor misplays it. It glances off his glove. He sends it in. Uh, One-run scores. We're now tied. Rosarena is still chugging around from first, hard as he can with two outs. Ball comes into the catcher, Will Smith. Will Smith turns... To try to sweep the plate because he's sure that a Rosa is coming like a freight train. And a had stopped. And as he was swinging around, the ball went whoop, right out of his glove. And a Rosa then came in and scored. And you will not find many finishes to a World Series game quite that traumatic. What a game! Dodgers led 2 0, 3 1, 4 2. Tampa Bay rallied to take the lead 5 4. Then the Dodgers take it back 6-5. Tampa ties it at 6-6. The Dodgers take the lead at 7-6, and then all that madness unfolded. Hell of a game. I did not stay up for the end of it. I had to drive. I had to drive home from Philadelphia on Sunday morning fairly early, 8-30. I couldn't afford to stay up that late. Sorry, not sorry. I wish it had ended sooner. Four-hour and 14-minute, nine-inning game. I know, high scoring, 15 runs, but still, we got to pick The pace up. You got to get these baseball games. If they go nine innings, even if it is a lot of scoring, even if it is a lot of pitching changes, we got to cram them down into three hours somehow. And if it's a World Series game, I know it's a little bit longer, but still, you got to do it or you got to start it earlier. It's nuts. I don't know how many years those of us on the East Coast have to complain about this until they finally realize you know what? Probably not good for the overall growth of the game. Game number five going on right now, and it looks like a good one. 3-2 Dodgers over Tampa Bay. Uh, Results of that game too late for the taping of this podcast. All right, I caught up with my man Harry Mays in Philly, and I took him to Miller's Ale House. We parked outside, and just two men who like sports, golf, and a bunch of other stuff sat down to chew the fat. Natan Shander is dead to us. Yeah. We went out of our way. Yeah. Me and you to come here to God forsaken.
2: Yeah. What? Wait, what Plymouth is this? Meeting. Plymouth, yeah. me- Plymouth meeting. Plymouth meeting. Fucking Miller's L House. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> to have the worst service ever. We had to wait for a table for 20 minutes to get some guy who came to our table three times. Yeah. That's right, though. It's good seeing you, Harry. Yeah, it's great you, Thank to you for you, coming man. into the free hugs and candy van. Yeah. Uh, much like Rudy Giuliani, the free hugs come later, but uh, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> They're all legal. Well, How do you guys like that fall for shit like that? That's what I, I don't understand.
2: I, I, yeah. You know, I, Giuliani should be a little bit smarter than that. Yeah, I agree. It's, he was saying he was what uh, – he wasn't adjusting his pants. He was like – He was tucking his, his, shirt his shirt back in, in yeah. after he took the mic off, which right.
0: – I don't doubt that, but he allowed himself to be in a bedroom. A compromising position. Alone. Now, yes. he is, of course, single now. hmm But it's like, what do you think is going to
2: fucking happen? I know. You know? That, doesn't that smell like a setup to you? It does. Yeah. Rudy? It does. You know, I was in his uh, security detail. What? For the 2002 U.S. Open at Bethpage Black on the final day with Tiger Woods. Really? Phil Mickelson, Jeff Maggart, and Sergio Garcia, those final two groups, it was freaking awesome. Wow. Somehow I got in there. What do you mean got in? I, me and my sister were there, and we just kind of worked our way inside the invisible rope of his security detail <laughs> and walked the entire course with him.
0: It was great. That is funny. We, Me and my golf goombas ran into him on our Scotland trip in 2018. Oh, he yeah? He was there when... Oh, I don't know what other Trump controversy was blowing up at the time. I, honestly, I can't even remember what right. it was, but we were like, holy shit, there's Giuliani and all this shit's going down back home and he's his lawyer. What's he What's going to do? Right. It was something, of course, involving you know
2: Russiagate. Right, of course. Yeah.
0: But Ru- yeah. Rudy was, uh, and, and a bunch of my guys in the trip were like, ah, oh, let's get a photo. We got to get a photo. And they got a photo with him. They're like, come on, Zabe. And I'm like, man, I ain't getting a photo with him. Like. <laughs> I don't want to be involved, whether I like him, don't yeah. like him, think he was a good mayor, right. don't think he was a good mayor. I'm staying out of that exactly.
2: shit. Exactly. That's what I do, too. Yeah.
0: Exactly. You got to yeah. steer clear. All right. Uh, Harry Mays here. He is on a variety of places. Go ahead and run down where people can find you, Harry. Well, I'm now on uh, Sports Map Radio Network. Which used to be my old home. Right. David Gow Enterprises. Yep. and it's uh, <laughs> Love but, David Gow. Say hi to him for me. Great. And Craig Larson, Out of Houston. I'll, I'll Cra- no, Craig's too. an asshole. I hate him. <laughs> Fuck him. Fired me. No, I'm just kidding. Larson and I go way back in radio. <laughs> yeah. Larson's a great dude. Well, yeah. Larson and Nahigian were in cahoots for many years. Matt Nahigian used to be the program director here in Philly at mm-hmm. 97.5 The Fanatic. He's now in San Francisco. Correct. And the program director at at whatever that station is no, sports station can- the game can- is it the game or something is it can the- br no it's the game it's the opposite of can okay. br yeah. yeah and i and i said yeah i hear he's doing really well there and you know you, i think they had like one of the top rated sports books of the year couple not just
2: sports he was number one
0: in the city men twenty-five fifty-four. yes yeah yeah. And 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 you said it's not going so well and I said, What happened? And you go, Well, the Warriors aren't very good anymore. Well,
2: it's it's come back down. It's a come back bit. down, come right? Back They're down
0: still doing yeah. pretty good. Yeah. But the yeah, the Warriors uh of course fell apart. So. God, isn't it nice to have a juggernaut team? I know. I've never had that in my radio career, ever. Not I mean, juggernaut team, the Caps won the the Stanley Cup, but hockey's a niche. Yeah. Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah. Uh the Nationals got hot and made a run, and that was great. Mm-hmm. But we weren't the station that had the play-by-play. Okay. It, you need a football team. You do. That yeah. really lifts you. Yeah. And you just ride it. You right. surf it. Yep, you do. <laughs> so Matt Nahigian was uh, – Matt Nahigian, now program director in San Francisco, and uh, uh, Craig Larson, program director for Sports Map, which used to be SB Nation, which mm-hmm. used to be Yahoo Sports Radio, which used to be Sporting News Radio, <laughs> of which I was a
2: part of all three, at least briefly. Uh, you're on SportsMap from – Eleven a to one p eastern okay. time in addition to phillyvoice dot com slash the middle you can actually stream the show through the philly voice website huh and you can also get – there's a video component, too. So oh. I have to shower every day, Zay. Oh, now, God. Before, what before what a shame. A show. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> and shave every couple of days, ah, too, disaster. which is an outrage. <laughs> but I do it with Barrett Brooks, uh, former NFL uh, offensive lineman, won a Super Bowl ring with the Steelers, played with the Eagles, the Lions, a couple other teams, had, had a double-digit year career in the NFL. Great guy. Does That's pre- nothing and to post-game yeah. for the yeah. Eagles stuff here locally. Yeah. And then, of course, Aton Shander,
0: who Who's is dead, dead to us. To us. Right. Because he shined us on this podcast at 7 o'clock at night, yeah,
2: 8 o'clock at night, on a Friday night. And could have eaten free wings and a couple of beers.
0: He could have. Yeah. So he missed out on that. Exactly. Excellent.
2: And also you've got a uh, golf podcast. Yeah, I do. It's called Swing It and Ding It. It's on the iHeart platforms. It's on iTunes. It's uh, a weekly deal we do on Wednesdays where we look at the PGA Tour. We'll look at the Champions Tour if it's relevant. And Phil Mickelson makes it relevant. Uh, you know, we'll Nicholson. talk anything Anything golf. We do a tip because we have Brian Quinn, our our pro, uh, on there. So it's, it's tips, it's golf, it's gambling, it's all kinds of stuff that you love. Nice. Yeah. I got to get on one of these trips that you go on.
0: Why aren't you part of my golf trip circle? I guess I'm yeah. not inviting you. I need to invite you. Yeah. I'd I, love to I, have I would, you. I would love
2: to go. Because you're I can such
0: make. a fanatic golfer. <laughs> love it. Anyway, and you're so,
2: going tomorrow, and you
0: didn't invite me. My brother-in-law set up around uh-huh. at a course up here, so yeah. I couldn't say no. You invited me to your club. Very nice. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes tomorrow. What's the weather supposed to be like?
2: <laughs> I think it's going to be good. <laughs> okay. Sunday, it's going to be really cold. But uh. So uh,
0: <clears throat> what's up here in Philadelphia after their thrilling come-from-behind win yeah. Thursday night with Carson Wentz alternately doing the Dumbest shit you've
2: ever seen. And then mm-hmm.
0: doing some pretty amazing
2: things. Yeah, he looked tremendous in the first drive. Uh, you know, they, they go down and score a touchdown. Doug Peterson went no huddle, which is something that I wanted to see him do because it seems to get Carson on track and in a rhythm. They went down and scored a touchdown, had a 10-7 lead, and then all of a sudden it seemed like Carson was forcing Crazy stuff, trying to make something happen when it wasn't there to be had, and right. through a bad interception in the end zone that they should have at least had a field goal opportunity uh, for. But they end up coming back in the game in the fourth quarter. He's been brilliant the last two fourth quarters: five touchdowns, no interceptions. You know, uh, two hundred and some odd yards passing, and uh, a quarterback rating of you know like one hundred and twenty or something. He's been incredible against the Ravens and the Giants in the fourth quarter. Uh-huh. So there's that. But there's what he's dealing with. He's got a guy named Travis Fulgham. Yeah. Travis Fulgham. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, do you have him I, on your fantasy I team, did. I did. I picked him up at the last 2nd <laughs> And you. he
0: fucking helped me out big time.
2: And he must have because I've never heard of this freaking guy. Apparently nobody at Maryland, Virginia Tech, uh, or <laughs> NC State did either because he ended up at Old Dominion yeah. of all places. The guy's a stud. He looks like a, reg- a real wide receiver.
0: Isn't that funny about the NFL? That yeah. for all the money and effort they put into finding guys, not only do they miss mm-hmm. badly on certain players, but they also just they don't
2: see certain guys who can play. Why yeah. do you think that is? I, I have no idea. I mean how how is it that the colleges in that area don't see this guy? Like you know what right. I mean? Like Okay, he didn't play a lot of high school football. I get it. He had a he had, his dad was I guess in the CIA and the kid lived all over the place and so forth, and he didn't take up football until very late, okay, but at some point somebody got word to the ODU coach that this guy's pretty good. <laughs> well, where was Virginia Tech right? You know what I mean like where was
0: Maryland? But some guys develop late, true, and you can't project and that's I think part of the beauty of sports, yeah you just don't know. For example, Mookie Betts. I didn't know much about Mookie Betts' backstory, other than the fact that he's got a 12-year deal with the Dodgers that will pay him the GDP of Luxembourg, all right? (laughs) Right. So he was not, apparently, a super highly regarded prospect back in the day, Mm -hmm. and what happened was he packed on some muscle, he learned how to drive the ball, he started to hit for power, he worked on his skill set, he learned how to play the outfield, which made him more valuable. And he was just a really good student of the game. And he just fucking worked at it and worked at it and worked at it. And now look at him. He's maybe the best player in baseball. Mm -hmm. Incredible.
1: At Vanguard, this is more than just a retirement plan. This is your cappuccino date in Italy.
2: The beach house with the matching bicycles. It's your rental car down memory lane. And weekends reuniting with friends from over the years. This is the future you imagined. And
1: Vanguard is here to help you build it. Because at Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. Discover the value of ownership at Vanguard.com. Fund shareholders own the funds that own Vanguard. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty?
2: that went to the division. Bam automobile? No, that went to the division three school and then transferred to Michigan. Oh, oh uh, yeah, the, 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 uh, the three point shooter. But he was, yeah. he, was a, he was a guy that was like six foot tall and then all of a sudden grew to six seven and was a, one of these late bloomer guys that no you know would have never gotten to Michigan right, you know being six foot tall.
0: It's a, it's it's a, a great story it's like though. Jeff Smith, Jeff Reynolds. Uh, why can not I think of it right now? I've got uh, I've got the kid from Milwaukee on my brain who went to Kentucky. Who is their three point Tyler so that's Hero? Tyler Hero. Tyler yeah, Hero. Yeah, yeah. By the way, does Tyler Hero not love Tyler Hero to the moon and back? Oh yeah. Find course. somebody who loves himself as much as Tyler Hero loves himself. Then you're you've got it. <laughs> yeah. Or find somebody find somebody who loves you as much as Tyler Hero
2: loves himself. himself. Yeah. Then you then you've got life. You know <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Jeff ba- Robinson. That's it. Bam yeah. Adebayo is from Little Washington, North Carolina. Wow, it's a little tiny town, uh, you know, like in northeast North Carolina. I had a girlfriend whose parents lived there. Okay, and if you would have ever been to this town, you would have been like, "How does a guy like that come from this little dopey town? He's <laughs> he's a he's going to be unbelievable, right? He really developed this year.
0: Who did I say it was? Uh, Robinson, Is it
2: Robertson, or no, Robinson? God
0: damn it! No, I hate this. I hate getting old and that. Duncan all. Robinson. Duncan. That's it. Duncan Robinson. Yeah, Duncan Robinson. Right, not Jeff Robinson. Okay. Duncan Robinson. Yeah. (laughs) He and all this guy does basically is shoot threes. Yeah. But that's a very important thing now. It's a good gig. It's
2: a good gig if you can get it. Yep.
0: Hey Zabe here from My Bookie, the official sports book of the Zabe cast. Real payouts, real customer service, absolutely rock solid place to get your sweet action on. When it comes to sports, what a glorious time we're in right now. NFL is going. College football is going. About to add in the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Baseball playoffs are here every single night. There is no shortage of games to watch or bet on, and you need to get on with my bookie. Whatever it is you like to bet, Lay low and then, wham, hit them with a big right hook of a bet. Or maybe just dabble or have a little bit here, a little bit there. Do it from your phone. It's so convenient. Play some parlays, underdog parlays. Make meaningless games meaningful for you by putting a little something, something on it. And go to mybookie.com to do it. When you sign up, use the promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo, to claim a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to a thousand bucks. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start in your winning season. Read the rules and regulations so you understand how the bonus payout works, and you're on your way. Promo code ZABE to claim that bonus when you make your deposit. Stacked UFC cards, the Masters coming up, presidential prop bets. Oh, it is sweet action all over the place. MyBookie.com, the official and reputable and rock solid sports book of this, the ZABEcast. So, are the eagles and our eagle fans still
2: all in on carson wentz you know there's there's a portion of the fan base i don't know if they've ever been all in on carson wentz because of the whole nick foles specter yep. that still hangs over this city or or at least a portion of it and now that nick foles is having some you know renewed success in chicago there's still some Fans that are saying, man, we should have never, we should have traded Wentz. We never should have gotten rid of Nick Foles. And I don't understand that line of thinking. Right. Because I just look at the player and then I look at the other player and I'm like, you know, the guy with the red hair is the guy that I would pick. Right. I'd pick him 10 times out of 10. Right. Okay. He's going to do some stupid stuff like he did last night where he forces balls and you're like, what is he thinking? He seems to play in a very sort of hurried state. There's not a lot of casualness and coolness about the way he plays the position. Yeah, he's frenetic. Yeah, is the way it's been described by by those that follow the team, and they're right. I wish he had more of a calmness to himself, but I, I guess that's not who he is. But I think the guy the guy is such a gamer. He's 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 got all the throws. He's he never gives up. He's tough as nails, even though he finds ways to get hurt. Sometimes he's a little too tough. I think, I think I think the danger, if I look at him, I say, I see him
0: possibly being the next, next Andrew, Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, yes. A guy yep. who takes too much because yep. he's trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. And he's big enough to
2: where he thinks he can get away with it. Like, oh, big well, strong enough.
0: That play Thursday night where he was pirouetting and then switching <laughs> around again and then throwing across his body, it's like, no, dude. <laughs> Just no, stop. I know. I, I know, know you think you can do that, yeah. and you
2: almost made it work. But that's a disaster waiting to happen. It is. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to be totally coached out of him. But then you get what you got. But then in the you fourth get into quarter. the
0: yeah. Then you get, then you get the fourth quarter, yeah. and then the other question is: Okay, so you're not all in on Wentz. Well, who's better? How long do you want to go searching? For it's not better? Jalen Hurts. How much? Yeah, I was going to say, has Jalen Hurts
2: moved the needle at all up here? Uh, people are still wondering why they drafted him. Still. Yeah, and, and I'm wondering. Third why. rounder, right? Second round. Se- oh, second sh- round. <laughs> Zabe, their first round pick, Jalen Rager, was the wide receiver from TCU, got hurt. And yep. he showed some flashes of where you're thinking, okay, I can see it. And he hurt his thumb, got a tore ligament. He's been out for a while. Their second round pick is Jalen Hurts. They're forcing him onto the field. And it's because he was picked in the second round, if you ask me. Right. I right. mean, they're like, you got to justify this somehow, Doug. Find a package. Develop some plays for this kid. Yeah. Put him in a red zone. Put him on two-point conversions, Whatever it is, try to make me, Howie Roseman, look like I'm not a total idiot. Yeah. Okay? And then the third-round pick is a, a linebacker from Colorado who I can't even name because I don't think he's been on the field yet outside oh, for some, some special teams plays. So, <clears throat> you know, they're scratching their head about Howie Roseman more, more so than I think they are about Carson Wentz right now right what about Peterson Peterson does some crazy stuff too he man he's he's aggressive to a fault and, and he likes to use it as like his badge of courage except like, for when he punted for the tie right yeah how did he get did he get roasted in this town for he, that afterwards he yeah he did because of all the other episodes where he was so brazen you're like except why? I thought it was the right percentage play it was it was, <laughs> it was. And, and, and a time. half a win yes it's is better than a loss
0: yes. yes it may it may win you the division it's when it's all said and done
2: six nine and one <laughs> beats what
0: yeah whatever that fourth down was like fourth and 14 right it was a very
2: low convertible fourth down yes six nine and one beats six and ten yeah you know dallas finishes six and ten. the division's <laughs> yeah. a disaster it's have you so, you've so been following bad. this division for a long time too yeah it's never been this oh, bad. my whole life well, you're it's, from philly yeah but it's never been this bad
0: Not even close. It's not even close. And and you could argue maybe it's just a a bit of an unfair confluence, although my team, the Washington football team, Mm. is just circling the drain of ineptitude. (laughs) It's so bad, Harry.
2: Hasn't it gotten better with Ron Rivera at all? No.
0: no. No, Ron Rivera has been all over the map so far with his supposed logic and decisions. He wasn't using timeouts in the first two weeks when trailing by two scores late in the game because he said, I didn't want to get any more injuries. And then he said, well, we didn't really have a preseason. Mm. And you're like, well, just call a timeout if you're down 11 and there's eight minutes to go. You know, just make the game... 64 minutes long – or 62 minutes long instead of 60 minutes long because you never know. Mm -hmm. Teams are making crazy comebacks. The Cowboys have made that comeback against the Lions. Right. Anything can happen, right? Yeah. Hell, the Eagles came back against the Ravens. They did, and they almost pulled it off. Almost pulled it off. Yeah. So, yeah, Rivera's – but, you know, I give him a bit of a pass because he's obviously battling cancer. Sure. And that can affect your overall thought process of, okay – you know, what am I doing? What's important in life and everything else? But Dwayne Haskins is apparently just a dumb fuck. Yeah, he's he, not the guy. He, well, yeah. and I've been fairly pro-Haskins giving him a chance. I'm like, look, just give him a chance. Mm-hmm. Let's let's see a 16 of 16 this year. And I've been hearing the whispers from people saying, doesn't work hard. Hearing the people saying behind the scenes, way too into himself. Mm-hmm. Heard people saying, he's still too immature. And what really has tipped me over into the side of, okay, fuck him, is the Friday report that said he uh, was fined by the team for a COVID violation because he booked a hotel room in New York where he was inactive for a family member, which was against the COVID rules. And I don't care how far down the list of COVID rules it was. It's his job to A, know that because he's a quarterback. Mm -hmm. Details matter, Harry. And secondly, ask somebody thirdly tell your family member no right. my career is hanging by a thread i'm not fucking booking you a hotel room at the team hotel right yeah that, that's- dumb 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 as he would say league done messed up you done messed up <laughs> <laughs> so if you so- want them let me know we'll uh, send them to you for a cheap cheap price okay well so so are, uh, are they in the we want we want what we got what you got for mcnab when we took him off your hands. What was that, by the way? Oh, I forget. Oh, it was like a third and a sixth, I want what to say. It? Let me look it up right now while okay. you talk. Yeah, but well, yeah, McNabb, and I, I was snowed by him. I said, yeah. this guy's a solid guy. Turned out to yeah. be a bag of shit. Yeah, total bag of <laughs> shit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so are you in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes from now on, like for the rest of the season? Is that? I'd really- love
0: to have him,
2: but there's
0: nine teams, Harry, with zero or one loss. Yeah, the Jets. It's a fucking derby. It is a cannonball run yeah. of bad teams, right? <laughs> that are going to go for this kid. And and somebody has already somebody has already said maybe jokingly, maybe not, that if the Jets are ready to take him, he should go back to school for yeah, another year. Yeah, I would. I would pull a uh Eli Manning and say I'm not playing for you. You're not you. playing for New York. Yeah. He's the last guy that really pulled that in the NFL, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Elway did it famously Chargers. years ago, but Eli did it. His, his dad basically didn't like the Chargers organization. Mm-hmm. That's about time somebody else pulls that, because I think the Jets are, I call them, a haunted house, do not go in under any circumstances. Yeah. I believe the Redskins, excuse me, the Washington football team, are a haunted house, do not go in under any circumstances. Mm-hmm. I think the Browns are probably the same. Pretty close. The counter argument would be, well, the Bengals, don't, don't they qualify? And Burrow went there. I like Burrow. A lot of people like Burrow. Yeah, I like him. So, McNabb traded to Washington. Want to take a guess before Google renders its answers? Uh, Would you say a third and a sixth? Second. Second. And a third or a fourth the following year wow that's pretty good so we'll go ahead we'll take that for haskins mm-hmm. okay yeah, right <laughs> he's proven nothing right. uh, McNabb at least had been to a super bowl right
2: <laughs> and i got a couple nfc championship games
0: so yeah enjoy. No. and uh i don't know when you're going to use him he's going to no. sit behind wentz who's got a huge contract so uh, no. yeah no no thanks no, no interest. interest so you are a guy who came into being on air Sort of from the business side, the sales side of of sports radio. You know the industry well. Mm. Fair enough to say? Pretty well, yeah. I I would think so. Here's something I was going to throw out at you, just something I think about a lot. The entire sports industrial complex has been blown to pieces by this pandemic. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's looking like it's going to take longer and longer to put it all back together. I think of all the machinery and all the economic stuff that goes into it, including what we do, because mm-hmm. we're like third-party vendors. We are, we are product enhancement. We're the guys that talk about the games that you watch. We don't own teams. We don't put on games. We're not the players making money. We're over here to the side. We're like, right. the, we're like the, the, the hot dog cart. At the amusement park, you know? Yeah, we're a conduit to the fan base. Yeah, we're an accessory. Yeah, right. We're the people that talk about stuff and entertain you while you're watching. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys versus the Eagles or whoever. And then I think of everything. that I mean, there are major league teams slashing their staffs. Mm-hmm. The Cubs cut a 100 jobs from their system, the Phillies just got rid of, like, seven scouts. And I'm thinking, so you're telling me you don't think you're ever going to need those scouts again? Or are you just going to go without them until everything
2: is back up and running again? That's what I think is going to happen. Okay. I I think it comes back. But if you've seen the Phillies play over the last seven (laughs) or eight years, I don't know what those scouts were doing anyway. I know. You know, because they don't develop too many players. But do you ever marvel
0: at – and here's the thing that just came up on Friday, the NBA's Board of Governors started talking about, okay, what is our 2021 schedule going to look like? Mm -hmm. And they were thinking late January start. Now there's a push to go ahead and start December... Christmas day. Christmas anyway, because it looks like they won't get fans back at any significant numbers by the end of January now anyway. So Mm -hmm. why wait? Why prolong the pain just Get the games back running again. Get them get on your, TV. Get the TV pop for Christmas. Right. And we'll sprinkle in whatever fans we can get in whatever cities that allow it as soon as we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and now they're talking, what about the All-Star Game? The NHL just had to cancel the Winter Classic and their All-Star Game because they're trying to start the season January 1. Right.
2: I actually like the, the NBA starting on Christmas Day.
0: I do, too. But we've had for years, Harry, all of these properties. That had settled into their little slots in the mm-hmm. sports calendar. Little soft spot here. Okay, there's an opportunity. Ooh, the the Daytona's here. Let's move one weekend over. Mm-hmm. And it's like territory that was fought over and sort of jockeyed for. But it had all sorted itself out. The pandemic now has thrown all that
2: to the wind. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be huge changes that come of it. Yeah, I mean, there there could be. You know, something with the NFL they, where they say they're prepared to move the Super Bowl into March if they need to. I know. You know. I think someone said they've blocked hotel rooms in Tampa. Is that right? Through to March. Well, that would be pretty cool. You go from the Super Bowl to uh, March Madness. Right. We They cannot miss another March Madness. You can't miss two straight March Madness. I agree.
0: Can't. I agree. I, I don't think they will. Uh, The television money is, of course, the most important
2: thing. The fans are secondary, but you know the fans are still important for a lot of these sports. And the atmosphere in college athletics is is a big component to the enjoyment factor of TV. Fifty percent of it. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, like tomorrow or the Big Ten starts tonight and tomorrow. I love college football, but college football stinks with no fans. I agree. I mean, you know, Alabama, you got 20,000 fans in there for Alabama, Tennessee, or whatever it is. That stinks. You know what stinks as well? And
0: I don't know what you think about this. You're a big golf fan. Mm. Golf. I think it stinks without fans. And I'm guessing you're going to go, I don't
2: miss them. I think it's... I don't think it stinks. I do miss them because there have been so many great moments oh, over the last shit. three months, four months, where if a f- – like Dustin about- Johnson and John Rahm going at it at the uh making fifty foot bombs uh, on eighteen <laughs> at Olympic. Yeah. Or Olympia fields. Olympia fields, yeah. yeah. That would have been incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So I-, I do miss the fans in that in that aspect of it. Uh Rory McIlroy misses the fans more than me, apparently, because he stinks right now. <laughs> but I love that lad. He's, you, I'm so gay for him, yes. You like him?
0: I'm full gay for him. Really? It's, yeah, in a, in a, in a not-threatening way. Really? Not that there's anything wrong with it. Wow. What, who are you gay for as a golfer? <laughs> Let's get honest. Real, real.
2: We're in the free hugs and candy All van. Right. Talk to me. I'm in my 50s. Um, So I probably got to stick close to my age group. No, you don't. Yeah, I think I do. Be gay for whoever you want to be gay for. I am not gay for Deshambo. Let's just get that out there, all right? Phil Mickelson. You're gay for Phil. Yeah. You love
0: Phil. Love him. He has found his stride with this social media. Oh, he's fantastic. His personality has blossomed. (laughs) Like when he finally figured out, hey, I can do funny
2: shit on social media. Yeah. It's good. Fireside chats. I want to be in a fireside chat. You need a fireplace in his van, by the way. (laughs) I need a cooler <laughs>
0: first. I need a cooler with beverages. Yeah. Actually, be I need Aton Shander to not stand us up. Yeah, I just got Cuz a three-way conversation would have been really uh, fun. Not that I haven't enjoyed
2: our conversation. It would have been amazing. Apparently, he got in a fight with his wife about going here. I just got a text from him.
0: Really? Yeah.
2: I can't well, go into the other well, stuff, but Well,
0: looks like you lost. Tell him looks like you lost the fight. Yeah. And oh, well. the war. Oh, well. well, well. Well, you know what? Dead to me. Never again. He's on my list. Yeah, he's done. So will the
2: sports industrial complex rise again to what it once was? To what it once was? Maybe not. Like I don't think our in our industry. I think you already would agree to this. It's never going to get back to where guys are. Ma- certain guys were making what they're like the making. top sports radio host yeah, making that, up to close to a
0: million dollars a year. That's over. I would agree on that. Yeah, but I think that would that was going to happen anyway because of the continued erosion of the digital age. Mm-hmm. The notion of the sports radio superstar in a market. That's the dominant guy that gets the massive ratings that everyone listens to. In this town, it would be Cataldi in the morning mm-hmm. on WIP and Mike Missinelli in the afternoons on 97.5.
2: Right. Those guys are not coming around again. No, they're not. And and radio execs are having many sleepless nights thinking of how they're going to replace them. I don't think you can. Yeah. I think they got to figure that out. But
0: overall... There's going to be a lot of shifting of stuff, a lot of shifting in the calendars, mm-hmm. and I think sports is going to have to work hard to bring fans back to the building. They have taught us to be creatures of comfort at home in front of our TV. Yeah. And we're like, why am I going to these games? Yeah. This is a football season that kept everybody at home, including those high-value Ticket holders, right, that are dropping six, seven, eight, nine, ten grand a year, right, to sit in traffic. Yep, two hours in, four hours out. Parking lot. Can't do this. Fiasco. Oh, can you play yeah. golf Sunday? No, I'm going to the Eagles game. Yeah, yeah. What's their record? They're three and six. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's the weather going to be like? Forty two and rainy. <laughs> Shit. Of course. Then why would you want to <laughs> play, play golf? Play yeah. golf? Yeah. Bad. Bad example. <laughs> You know, it but, becomes like an obligation, mm-hmm, and 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 these teams are going to have to scramble hard to get those customers back. Because, as you know, in business, it's twice as hard to get a new customer as it is keep an existing keeping one. existing ones. Yeah, yeah. But now, it was, yeah,
2: I've been kind of out on going to games for years. Yeah, I mean really i'd rather i you know you've got great tv setups i, I know. got a great tv setup and i'm like why would i want to go to the eagles game cuz i don't need to go to the locker room to get quotes that's not my job right, right. i don't need to be there it's like, also a less
0: it's a lesser experience cuz you can't watch the network feed right and they might say oh but you can look it on you can watch on your phone mm-hmm. nah you can't really the Wi-Fi is never really strong enough. There's always glitching. Right. And you're having to stare at your phone and you look at them, oh, yeah. what's going on? You can say, but all the replays are on the Jumbotron. No, those are team control replays. Yeah. You might get one of them. It's not like Fox or CBS. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. Not, And you can't hear what the announcers are saying. Right. And all the other audio. And Mike Pereira, what happened on yeah. the play? Well, it looks yeah. like one foot was down, and then this and that. Yeah. So it's a lesser experience. The only thing I am kind of intrigued about is I think I might go to a Redskin. Woofed game, excuse me. A, woof, woof, woof. a woofed game woof. with limited capacity. If I can get a seat, because a
2: Washington football. Yeah, team, I call them the woofed. Nice. Yeah, that's
0: they. That. We're calling them the woofed skins. I like that. The red woofs, the woofed skins, the woofed.
2: <laughs> I did see a logo not too long ago of what it might look like yes. if they were the Red Wolves with the capital Rotunda. R. It's pretty cool. Oh, there's
0: a lot of mock-ups out there. They're yeah. really cool. Yeah, they won't fucking do any of them. You don't think so? No, they'll be the sea dragons, or you know. The Green Turtles, <laughs> there'll be some dumb shit name that ruins it. And when I asked you, when I asked you, how would you feel if the Eagles changed their name, you said you don't care. I, I don't care about the name. Bullshit. No, I don't. Bullshit. If they renamed the Eagles the Philadelphia Bobcats, you'd fucking hate it. If they changed the colors the colors to, to me, brown and
2: tan. Oh, anything brown,
0: I'm out. Whatever. Yeah, anything brown, I'm out. <laughs>
2: If they change the colors from green, you even admitted you're like, I wish the Eagles would go back to the Kelly green. Yeah, I like the Kelly green. Oh, that was so good. The midnight green. I don't like the black uniforms at all. No. They're not a a team with black. That's the Raiders and the Steelers or the Bears. (laughs) Are the Bears black or is it a dark blue? That's a dark navy, actually. It
0: is. Okay. Um, But, uh, no, you're right. The black uniform alts, it's for one reason and one reason only, and you and I know it. It's politically incorrect to say it. But it is what it is. The kids like it today. The yes. kids.
2: Yes. Selling jerseys. That's what it's all about. Yeah.
0: So anyway, uh, I would be intrigued about going to a game at the Wolfskins mm-hmm. with only 6,000 because getting in and out would be a breeze. Oh, yeah. It'd be so glorious. That FedEx Field to get in and out of there is <laughs> awful. The fucking worst. I mean, it's not easy at Lincoln Financial <sighs> either. But, all right. Yeah. Anything else we need to hit on here? Thank you for coming out on a Friday night. You didn't get into a fight with your wife. Aton did. No. Your wife is very understanding.
2: Oh, yeah. She's great. She's playing golf tomorrow morning. Nice. With you? No. She's going to play with me on Sunday. She's got a whole group of ladies. They have a ball. Nice. I actually finished around the other day and got a cocktail and drove out to to where they were coming in. To watch and heckle them? Yeah. For the final (laughs) four or five holes. Did you
0: provide commentary? I
2: did a little bit. Harry Mays here at 16, and uh, looks like we have a 10-footer for par here. (laughs) Harry Mays' wife has a 56-degree wedge. That's 60 yards off the green. She's going to have to run this in there, though. You can't hit this to the pin or it's going to go off the back. Anyway, (laughs) and I'm watching them, and they're having a ball. And I was just like, this is so cool. Like, I got her into it, and now she's hooked. Yeah. It's cool. I like it. All right. What kind of candy do you want?
0: (laughs) Because you got to give me a hug. (laughs) To get the camp, I don't want to Reese's peanut butter cup that bad. <laughs> all right, all right, Harry. We'll I see you get next one time. of these trips, though, man. I know. Yeah, we'll get you it. on it. All we'll right. get you on it for sure, man. Florida,
1: man. Yeah. man.
0: We'll end on this. I don't know what you guys are doing for Thanksgiving, but I'm not going to judge whatever you do. The question came up with my wife as to, well. What do you think about hosting Thanksgiving as normal? We are blessed to have all four of the grandparents on my side and my wife's side alive and doing relatively well for grandparents in their early to mid-80s. That said, she wanted to know my thoughts. And I said, look, number one, asymptomatic transmission is relatively rare. Not impossible, not unheard of but relatively rare. And it's not the primary driver of the pandemic. In fact, a study in China, in Gangju, China, published in the Annals of Internal Medicine, took 391 index cases, and they traced that to 3,410 close contacts. They found that there was 260 that had severe symptoms of the 3410, and those people infected 16 others. That's 6% only of severe symptomatic COVID positive. 1,469 of the cases infected 82 people. That's 5%. 576 described mild symptoms, and they infected 19 people. That's 3%. And 305 people had no symptoms whatsoever, even though they were COVID positive. And they infected one person. In this study, that's 0.3%. Is this applicable across the board? Of course not. Is this just one study? You're right. It is one study. On June 9th, the WHO, the WHO had to backtrack on their asymptomatic claim because some people were freaking out. And by some people, I would say governments were freaking out because here's what a top World Health Organization official said back in June. They said, quote, People with asymptomatic cases of COVID-19 pass the disease on to others very rarely. The classification came after the WHO's original comments incited strong pushback from outside public health experts who suggested the agency had erred or at least miscommunicated when it said that people who didn't show symptoms were unlikely to spread the virus. They instead backtracked to, well, we don't know exactly how much people who are asymptomatic pass it on to other people. But the initial instinct and the gut feeling and the research so far says that it's if you're asymptomatic, you're probably not going to be transmitting it to people. Now, there is an issue about being pre-symptomatic, which is something that we also don't know. But I basically told my wife, I said, look, if anyone's feeling sick, then no, they should absolutely not come to Thanksgiving. That's number one. Number two, I told her about the high false positive rate. And the 40 cycles that we're using on PCR testing. That's number two. And number three, I asked, well, do you want to trade this Thanksgiving today for a promise of a Thanksgiving tomorrow? Because I said, this virus is going to be here next Thanksgiving. It'll be around. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes, it will. And people like my parents and her parents, I don't know if they're going to be the first ones to get the vaccine. I don't know if they're going to recommend people of that age getting the vaccine. Could that be deemed like, no, actually, you're too old and you are in the high-risk category. You shouldn't be getting the vaccine. It may actually do worse for you. I don't know. We don't even have a vaccine yet. We may not have one by next Thanksgiving. Sure, I know that being smashed side by side for an hour, yelling and cajoling, if grandma gets the coronavirus and something bad happens, everyone's going to be absolutely beside themselves if you believe you gave it to her. But you don't know. Because what if this is the last Thanksgiving for one or more of your parents? You're trading this one for the promise of one tomorrow. That is not a sure thing. Life is not a sure thing. My sister lost her best friend from high school to a brain tumor last week. Unbelievable. Devastating. In her 40s. Mother of two young children, beautiful, bright light, Go on. This is life. It's all about how do you want to live it. I say have Thanksgiving if you want. Maybe you could have an eat around the house policy. Mom and dad can sit at a table. Others can sit on the couch, spread out just a bit, make it shorter. You know, we're here for a good time, not a long time. Disinfect everything and accept that you don't have control. I don't have control. The delusion of control and the delusion of perfect safety is kind of the madness that has overcome us. You know, mom and dad may avoid the virus today at your Thanksgiving get-together, but or they may avoid the virus today if you cancel Thanksgiving. Whew, okay, we canceled it. And then they may get the virus on Monday when they stop by the grocery store for a quick gallon of milk or who knows where. Of course, if you live in California, well, they've already canceled Thanksgiving, believe it or not. Governor Gavin Newsom and the California Department of Public Health has issued new safety guidelines for all private gatherings amid the ongoing pandemic. And here's what they are. I kid you not. This reads like an Onion article, but it's not. It's real. The new rules, says the uh, news story, come with strict restrictions that aim to help reduce the risk of spreading infection. Quote, gatherings are defined as social situations that bring together people from different households at the same time in a single space or place. When people from different households mix, this increases the risk of transmission of COVID-19. Therefore, all gatherings in California this fall must include no more than three households, including hosts and guests, and must be held outdoors outdoors lasting for two hours or less. (laughs) Attendees may go inside to use the restrooms as long as they are frequently sanitized. Mind you, this is the rules for your personal, private Thanksgiving get-together in California. The rules also state that those at such gatherings may remove their face coverings briefly to eat or drink as long as they stay at least six feet away from everyone else outside their own household and put their face covering back on as soon as they are done with the activity. But don't worry, face covering, says California, can also be removed to meet urgent medical needs. For example, to use an asthma inhaler or take medication or if they're feeling lightheaded. However, singing, chanting, shouting, and physical exertion significantly increase the risk of COVID 19. Therefore, these activities are strongly discouraged. Those who do participate in these activities should do so quietly or at or below the volume of a normal speaking voice and wear a face covering while engaged in the activity. So I guess then you can call the Dallas Cowboys a gaggle of overpaid soy boy losers at full blast in California at Thanksgiving if you follow the rules and you do it outside while taking a piss in the bushes. Happy Thanksgiving, California. You've lost your fucking mind. And with that, we're done for today. Thank you so much for listening. Always great to share time with you in your earbuds. If you like this podcast, tell a friend. Say, hey, here's a guy worth listening to, and he's absolutely free Monday through Thursday. If you want the full five days a week or you just want to support this effort, then go ahead and subscribe, and you'll get football Fridays in the fall, and you'll get something else of extra value every other Friday all year round. Go to Zabe.com. Find out how to sign up there. If you've got any other questions, give me an email. I'll be glad to respond. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great Monday and we will see you next time.
1: Hey
0: Zabe here from My Bookie, the official sports book of the Zabecast. Real payouts, real customer service. Absolutely rock-solid place to get your sweet action on when it comes to sports. What a glorious time we're in right now. NFL is going. College football is going. About to add in the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Baseball playoffs are here every single night. There is no shortage of games to watch or bet on, and you need to get on with my bookie. Whatever it is you like to bet, Lay low and then, wham, hit him with a big right hook of a bet. Or maybe just dabble or have a little bit here, a little bit there. Do it from your phone. It's so convenient. Play some parlays, underdog parlays. Make meaningless games meaningful for you by putting a little something, something on it. And go to mybookie.com to do it. When you sign up, use the promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo, to claim a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to a thousand bucks. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start in your winning season. Read the rules and regulations so you understand how the bonus payout works, and you're on your way. Promo code ZABE to claim that bonus when you make your deposit. Stacked UFC cards, the Masters coming up, presidential prop bets. Oh, it is sweet action all over the place. MyBookie.com, the official and reputable and rock solid sports book of this, the ZABEcast.
1: Hear that?
2: dot com.